It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld, Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. It's another fabulous day. Been traveling a lot. Happy to be home, actually, and happy to have my guest today, Stephen Gray, author and speaker and just really cool and intellectual, I'll say, and we'll get into that in a moment. But, you know, it's been fun. I was traveling a little bit on the West Coast, uh, enjoying California, Nevada, Arizona, talking cannabis, Talking health. I was actually on a, a live stream talking to young hip hopper type people in California, which kind of resonates with my upbringing. And, you know, the thing about this conversation is it, it does reach or, or impact everyone, all ages, all backgrounds, all cultures. You know, uh, the, the belief of nature has amazing power, and that we should you know trust in it. Uh, that we should support the plant is definitely evident. And we're all concerned a little bit about the new administration, but let's just stay positive and keep healing people and helping people. And uh, you know, I think that it's not just a it's not labeled as a drug. It's not meant to be that way. It's a plant. It's got other purposes and other roles in culture and society throughout history. This plant's been there, and today. Today's guest, which I'm excited to have on our show, uh, is going to help touch on that a little bit. And um, you know, I think there's a lot we can talk about uh, in his book, Cannabis and Spirituality, an Explorer's Guide to an Ancient Plant Spirit Ally. Uh, welcome today, Stephen Gray, to the show. Thanks for being on the show with us. Yeah, thank you. Happy to do it. I've read about your background. I'm excited. I have to get a copy of your book. I haven't read it yet. You know, being a naturopathic doctor, feeling I come from a holistic place, it's mind, body, and spirit. And I think we talk a bit about the body with healing and, and certain illnesses and treatments and maybe the mind a little bit. People talk about psychoactive aspects of the different parts of the plan or things like that. But you're really focusing on spirituality. How did, um, how did you get involved into that and uh, you know, what, what, what was the origin to this kind of or inspiration to this book? Uh, I've been uh, involved with uh, work with entheogens or psychedelics as they're also known for quite a long time. Uh, I've been co-organizing a conference in Vancouver up here, uh, British Columbia, called the Spirit Plant Medicine Conference. And um, uh, cannabis is uh, part of that pantheon, as it were. And at some point, it occurred to me that cannabis wasn't getting the attention it needs and deserves as a spiritual medicine, despite the fact that there's a long-standing and widespread spread history of that on this planet. Uh, and about four years ago, around about 2012, I was talking with Kathleen Harrison, who some people might know as a former wife of Terence McKenna, about this issue and told her I was thinking of a book about it, but didn't think I had a, a whole book in me. And she said, well, I would contribute to a book like that. I think it would be very important. And she's a great writer and a fantastic human being. And that was the trigger. Uh, the attempt or the mission, again, is to redress this sort of what you might call oversight, that while cannabis is spreading rapidly and gaining recognition medically, etc., its long-standing history as a spiritual medicine has been underreported and underutilized. And, and it's interesting because for me, 
I've, I always call cannabis a gateway herb, meaning opening us up to a conversation, a further exploration in different plants that are healing throughout culture, throughout history. I'm an anthropologist, is my degree, my, my background, so I love the cultural component of it. And people talk about the, you know, the, the, the massive psychedelics. You know, now we're seeing all the research coming out on psilocybin and LSD and microdosing and depression, all this amazing stuff. It's, obviously, it's not a surprise to you. Why, but why do you think cannabis you know, has kind of gotten fallen off or forgotten about you know, in that spiritual role? I mean, it's just, uh, it, it seems almost too common and less harmful or less reactive. Maybe it didn't draw enough attention. Well, one quick answer that comes to mind about this is, uh, uh, you know who Terrence McKenna is, don't you? Yes, I know the name. How about Florida? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, he was, he was kind of a latter-day version of Timothy Leary, a philosopher and a spokesman for the psychedelics. And he once said that he thought the 60s, the 1960s, were misplayed. Um, and the reason he said that was because uh, people didn't understand, most people didn't understand the spiritual component of working with the psychedelics or entheogens. And uh, the same thing kind of happened with uh, cannabis. But, you know, in the, the, the short answer is that it, it was vilified through much of the mid-century, mid-20th century, of course, uh, demonized as the, you know, as an addictive, dangerous drug and all that sort of thing. Um, and there wasn't any literature available to people in general. Uh, it's, it's only the sort of researchers that have gone back in, the academics, the researchers that have gone back in and gone, wait a minute, this plant was used sacramentally for at least 3,000 years in India, China, um, throughout South, other areas of Southeast Asia. It uh, morphed or uh, traveled over into the Middle East and into Europe and Africa, and along with all its other uses, has had this long-standing historic, uh, historical use as a spiritual medicine. But that just information just as, was not available. Um, and when I say the 60s were misplayed, as I, as I you know, the the way that cannabis becomes a spiritual medicine is when you have an intention to open up, to wake up, to be fully present with it and not just spill off that energy into whatever activity you're doing. Again, not to judge those other kinds of activities in connection with cannabis, but when you can focus in, when you can, uh, in a sense, get out of your own way and as core spiritual teachings say, um, uh, empty yourself or allow the uh, discursive thinking mind to be still for a period of time, then cannabis' cannabis's true power can show itself. And I like to refer to it as a non-specific amplifier in that regard. It can deepen your entry into the moment, into the present. It can open up a relaxed sense of peace and open-heartedness. I, I, that was great. I mean, I love that. Especially, I mean, I've been working on a book and I've been taking longer than I'd like to get it finished. But I like the idea was always to get collaboration from a mm -hmm. community, from other experts, to, you know, like you have done in your book, which I think is great. Um, but I also think that you know, people have lost that, that, that chance to go inside themselves and take that breath and take that moment and, and find a deeper self. I think people sometimes today are fearful of even that journey and therefore they become against even the, op the options and, and, in, and maybe even – you know, resent others that can. I don't know. Maybe that that others are awakened or prepared for that time. And you know, my my title of a book that I'm working on is called "What If the Hippies Had Won." And again, like that '60s <laughs> movement, it's a it's a what if with a with a strong cannabis undertone. You know, that's the idea. It's a strong mm -hmm. cannabis. Order. What if the drug, the war on drugs, and on and and all this 
you know, stuff that went on in the 60s and 70s and then carried over would have shifted at that point. And where would we be today? A, a loving community, yeah. a, you know, a healing community, a, a much more warm place to be. And so uh, that's kind of probably more timely now than even it was when I thought of the book a year or so ago. It's even more yeah. prevalent need to get finished. But I think uh, cannabis is a healer, not only to the individual, but to society. And I think that's really important when you have that tension, like you're saying. It's yeah. awesome. Well, you know, in some sense, it might be a moot point that, you know, the, the hippies didn't win in a sense, because maybe, maybe they, we did. Uh, maybe, you know, things had to just unfold in a certain way. You know, it's a whole, it's a sideline to what we're talking about here today, but uh, to some degree, at least. Um, however, um, uh, one, there was a, I was there, you know, I'm in my late 60s now, and uh-huh. uh um, I was there for that period of time, and I was attracted to that countercultural worldview. Uh, but as a lot of people recognize, there was also a kind of, um, I don't know, an over-enthusiastic but ungrounded quality to a lot of what was going on at the time. A very expansive vision, very idealistic vision, but a lot of people didn't know how to ground that vision. And it, it, there was a real kind of like us-versus-them quality, too, which came from both directions, but was definitely not helped by the quote hippies you know that you know we thought anyone who was a quote straight was sort of a you know like <laughs> didn't didn't get it you know um, yep. so there was a there's some kind of certain kind of like overweening pride or arrogance almost in that and a lack of groundedness of knowing how to ground the these wisdoms and insights you know into daily life so things maybe had to kind of go through that cycle again and come come around again and there are they are coming around again as you mentioned earlier there's all kinds of great research going on now and a, a renewed understanding of the spiritual potential of working with these uh, medicines. And really the larger picture is just, you know, that we've been in a sense, uh, as you kind of alluded to a little while ago, hiding from our true selves. It's not just about the plant medicines. They're, they're amplifiers. They're very powerful, spirit-directed benef- ben- beneficiaries or yeah. helpers, you know. But really, it's really about just uh, the ancient universal understanding that we are one with the the divine or however you want to define it and right. that is our true nature and we as a species need to wake up to that and we always needed to but maybe more so now than ever because the kind of the crap has hit the fan as it were you know the car oh, yeah. has <laughs> reached a you know a crisis point um and you know similarly with i don't want we don't want to get into this one either of course uh um but the current administration that you referred to maybe that needed to happen too you of know course. to push people to go yes we need to get smart now we need to wake up now yeah, we welcome the revolution, but need it to be an evolution. We need to move forward in a positive way. With that and said, that's great. We're going to take a quick break. This has been awesome first section. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here on Canvas Radio. We'll be right back after this short message. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts 
for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Equio, New Frontier's cutting-edge big data platform, puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. You know, again, this is today a, a really nice conversation. I'm happy to have my guest today, Stephen Gray. Uh, this is, uh, we're talking spirituality and the plants, and it goes beyond cannabis, but cannabis is a really good, um, how would I say, aggregator right now. It's bringing a lot of different groups together. You see people are against it until it hits that home when it, when it comes to a medical issue. And, uh, you know, let's say, oh, I'm against it, I'm against it until my child gets sick and all oh, this is what works. Oh, I'm all for it again. It's a very quick flip-flop. And I think that's something that people can see tangibly, but sometimes spiritually or energy or other things like that are very hard for people to understand if they don't see it in their face. Um, how do we get into uh, welcoming or engaging people into more spiritual growth um, as it pertains to cannabis and other activities. Well, you know, as it pertains to cannabis, and yeah, and and in general, you know, it's the uh, you know, I think this is Terence McKenna again had a phrase one time. I don't think he made it up, but it's uh, whistling past the graveyard, um, and the graveyard in this metaphor is uh, what you might call ego death that we have to die to the limiting self. This is a core ancient spiritual teaching, right? That basically what, um, from the point of view of Buddhism and other teachings, uh, almost everybody lives in a state of illusion, which is, um, uh, in the very short <laughs> description, uh, created by the stories that we tell ourselves. We build a kind of a wall or cocoon around ourselves. Um, and it's and it's very limited as to who we are because we're not connecting with this unconditional reality that's beyond all those stories. And we have to let go of that. And that's scary for everybody. So most people don't even want to know about it, hence the whistling past the graveyard analogy, right? Uh, so the people who uh, are getting it to some degree or... You know, my old Buddhist teacher, I used to be a student of Tibetan Buddhism, he used to say that enlightenment is a constant irritation. Mm-hmm. It never leaves you alone, in a sense, because you actually have to actively put up these and maintain these walls uh, to uh, push away that reality. So we create struggle. In fact, ego, in spiritual terms, is synonymous with struggle. Um, so what 
spiritual practice altogether is is uh, teaching ourselves, practicing coming into the present moment, allowing whatever comes up to come up without judgment, let it go over and over if you have to do it a million times, and just see what comes up in your mind, recognize that that's not your ultimate reality, that's the story that you've been telling yourself, and release it, and just be present, be present with your breath, be present in the room, be present in your body, uh, and cannabis, the role of cannabis in that process is that, again, I like to use the term non-specific amplifier. Uh, there are biochemical descriptions of that, pharmacokinetics of the plant, but the non-scientific uh, answer, so to speak, is that it enhances or strengthens the energy that can be directed toward that presence. It's like meditation uh, plus, so to speak, you know? Uh, totally. And and that's really, again, this whole, I mean, I love your reference on enlightenment too, because I've always looked at enlightenment somewhat from a Taoist perspective of you have things mm -hmm. you can control and things you cannot control. And it's the, it's the practice of identifying those differences, which allows you to let go of carrying the burden of trying to control things you can't. And the more you work on that, you're letting go of that burden to carry, you're becoming enlightened in that sense. So, And enlightenment is, in a sense, it's there all the time, right? Exactly. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Taoism because Taoism is also sometimes referred to as the watercourse way, the way that water comes down a hill, for example. It's, it's effortless, right? Mm -hmm. It finds its way around obstacles and it flows with the patterns. So what we need to learn for ourselves is how to get out of our own way, get out of our stories as much as possible, pay attention in the moment. And, uh, and then when we learn to do that, we start to see that there are patterns that are natural, that are effortless. You know, it's effortless effort, as it were. Um, and, and again, uh, where cannabis can come into that is by strengthening that process. But the process exists regardless of cannabis. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and again, I think maybe the Pisces out there might find it a little bit easier to relate to that flowing like a river and being more flexible. I know it's challenging for some people when they are rigid in their mindsets, rigid in their beliefs, and that's where I think it's more important to ex explore and ex something safe and trusted like cannabis that might actually allow you or help you, assist you, and like you said, amplify your abilities to open up to those other options or thoughts or ideas. And I think as a result, we become a more uh, warm, open, welcome, loving society. And of course, that's, uh, you know, I go, go to, a, go to a, a bar and have them drink alcohol versus go to a place where everyone's smoking cannabis or using cannabis, and the energy level is, is noticeable. And the, and the end result of the night is distinguishable. And, and it doesn't always have to be, like you said, I'm not knocking recreational use, but that could also be in a very meditative and, and um, you know, kind of spiritual sense more than anything else. Uh, and I don't see that well, happening. I think if people, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I sorry. I, I think if people don't work with, uh, with cannabis in some way of uh, quieting the mind and paying attention, they really are missing, and again, I'm not saying it as a judgment, but just that they are missing uh, a, a huge component of, uh, of what cannabis is capable of doing. Um, if you can get out of your own way, if you can quiet your mind even for three or four minutes at a time, you know, or even less, you know, uh, you go, whoa, you know, you might, you might have the same plant material that you've been smoking for months or whenever, whatever, and you've only ever used it by, you know, 
having a puff or two and then immediately getting into conversation or having a movie on or you know whatever you're doing but having some activity that your mind is focused on um, you won't notice uh, I don't think in general you won't notice the power of the medicine in any way similar until you actually kind of sit down, shut up, and pay attention. That's another quote from Terence McKenna, by the way, uh, about working with the antigens altogether. It's a sort of a simple, slightly crude you know, way of putting it, but sit down, shut up, and pay attention uh, is quiet yourself, limit distractions, at least for part of the time you're working with the plant. You know, of course, there's other ways to use it, uh, obviously, and even really, really positive ways. You know, it's great for creative work for a lot of people as well. Um, but the core spiritual teaching, again, or spiritual truth, if you will, is that um, awakening, enlightenment, unconditional reality is accessed in the space between this busy mind that we use to obscure that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I personally, and I know a lot of people, it's great to help calm the mind and clear the thought processes mm -hmm. when it's necessary for work. Some people use it to focus for their, uh, you know, when they're working out in fitness because it allows, mm -hmm. uh, you know, certain things. There's so many different uses. And then, of course, you know, there's that time where you find that peaceful place, whether it be meditating in your home or sitting by the beach or on top of a mountain, and it actually enhances yep. your ability to find yourself and to be within and calm that, 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 that busy brain, as you said, um, which I personally can relate to having that. And um, you know, it's, it's well, just we all do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, e it's, ego's, it's ego's primary strategy for uh, avoiding, as I say, we're, we, you know, we, we're always trying to you know, create, this is the control thing that you mentioned. We're always, uh, we humans are uh, always trying to create a, a safe uh, boundary around ourselves. Totally understandable. Everybody does it. Um, but it's also what creates our limitations, right? Um, and so everybody is afraid of enlightenment until you are completely enlightened. And, you know, I, I don't think there's more than a few people on the planet that are, quote-unquote, completely enlightened. Uh, so the journey, again, is to uh, allow yourself to slow down enough that you can allow all that sort of turmoil to come through and not identify with it. And, and gradually, the theory of spiritual practice in that regard is that over time, it gradually dissolves and fades away. So cannabis is a way to help you, uh, to help us, uh, for those who are willing to work with it, uh, come into the present more, pay attention to the breath because it'll deepen the breathing potentially, right? And that can bring us more into the now, um, and again, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, inner stillness all the time. And actually, inner stillness can be in the context of activity as well. I think the key point is there's a wellspring there and to keep coming back to it as much as possible. Yep, I think that's great. I mean, really insightful. And I'm sure much more of this insight is uh, found in this book that you wrote with a lot of other collaborators. I think that's going to be something I'm going to jump on an order right away and um, I, you know, definitely interested in checking out more of this depth. We're going to take a quick break and come back. i got a couple more questions for you and I want people to find out where to get more information about your work and your efforts. Um, we'll be right back after a quick moment. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. Don't go anywhere. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment.
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chich and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. All right, we're back. This is our last segment of today's podcast, which I'm enjoying thoroughly. Thanks again, Stephen Gray, for being a guest today. And, you know, I spend now a lot of time in Jamaica. And, you know, I've been learning a lot uh, through connecting with a lot of the Rastafarian community and spending time with them. Yes, there's still a culture of recreational of sorts or just part of their lifestyle, but there's always been that, how it evolved is that core spirituality or even as a group coming, coming together and coming to resolve issues of, the, of, the, of society. I think that's really important that we, we might see someone for something and not realize what's behind that cover. There's a, there could be a lot more depth to even a person who looks like a, a stoner on the outside, as they would say, you know, like one of those stereotypicals, and yet they could be truly deeply spiritual inside. I don't think there is that one look, one cover. Um, what I'm sure some of you have different contributors. I think it was 18 different contributors uh, uh, in this book that you wrote, Cannabis and Spirituality, an Explorer's Guide to an Ancient Plant Spirit Ally. They must come from different walks of life as well. Maybe you can comment on uh, what are some of the what are some of the things you like the most, or what are your favorite parts or pieces uh, that were contributed. I'm sure there's a lot of it. If they're listening to this, any of them, I don't want them to feel like they're less favored, as it were. Of course you know? not. Of course but not. I, I, I'll be honest and say that I do have some some favorites. Um, Kathleen Harrison, who I mentioned earlier, her chapter is right near the right up at the beginning, pretty much. It's chapter one. It's called "Who Is She." And she's a beautiful writer, and she's one of these people. I, I don't know how to describe it in a in a short term. It's a it's a kind of a it's an intellectual rigor and an artist mentality somehow, which is that um, you know Leonard Cohen was a big hero of mine, and Leonard Cohen uh, felt like he had to justify every word that he wrote, 
And Kathleen Harrison is kind of like that, too. When you read Kathleen Harrison, you know that she means it. You know that it's rock solid somehow. And, and it's got a flow and an intimacy, and she's just, she's just great. I, I, I love what she's done. Um, Joan Bellow is a in, really interesting person. Um, she has a book called, a uh, small book. It was self-published about 20 years ago, but it's been fairly popular during that time, and it's very insightful. It, the book's called The Benefits of Marijuana. And um, she uh, talks a little bit about how it works pharmacokinetically, but just has some very interesting things to say. Uh, Dee Dusso talks about ganja yoga. Dee has a book coming out in April with Harper One called Ganja Yoga. That'll be interesting. Um, Satyan Raja, I'll fly through a couple more real quick here. Um, Satyan Raja is a remarkable fellow. He led a group of people to uh, the Kumbh Mela in 2013. It's the largest human gathering on the planet, like about 100 million people over a 90 or whatever it is, month and a half or so, uh, gather in India. Uh, it's a Shiavite festival. Lord Shiva is the Lord of Bong, cannabis, right? Um, not everyone there by any means uh, uses cannabis, but the inner group of sadhus often does, and Satyan got to go. It was this really rare, unusual invitation to go inside the deepest tents of the sort of inner acolytes and found out where they were at. So that's a really interesting story. I really like that one. That sounds Jeremy awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Wolf is a kind of a social philosopher, and he wrote a long chapter in the book that I really like as well. It's it's much bigger kind of picture than just talking about cannabis. It's, you know, the whole mind shift involved. Um, there's some stuff. There's, there's a chapter, a couple of chapters on cannabis as a creative tool. Um, yeah, there's, there, there's more. Yeah. It sounds like a great book. I'm really, really excited to to check it out and read it. And obviously, as you could probably tell in this short conversation, I'm definitely it's in my alley. I love this conversation. This is really excited. Um, where can the, our listeners uh, check it out? Find you, keep in touch, stay following, you know, stay up on their their growth as they explore cannabis and their spirituality. Well, thank you very much for asking that, actually. Yeah, so I have a website, uh, uh, CannabisAndSpirituality.com, not too hard to remember. There's also a Facebook group for it, Cannabis and Spirituality. And I invite and encourage people to contribute, to submit posts for either of those, either or both of those. Um, I'm hoping that this uh, will be a, a kind of an interactive channel uh, sort of a center point, you know, as much as possible. Um, and let's see, what else? Well, if they if they actually want the, the book, it should be available at a lot of different kinds of bookstores. Certainly Barnes & Noble has it, Amazon has it, the publisher itself. You can order it directly from them. They're Inner Traditions, innertraditions.com. Uh, and personally, I have a, a, a strong thing about supporting small local bookstores because they're so much under threat these days uh, for their very survival. So if you can contact your local bookstore and ask them to order the book in, uh, I would encourage people to do that. Yeah, I think that's a great last note is definitely support your local businesses, your local bookstores. I try to do that with the local health food stores as well, you know, just keeping these these people in business that are trying to help the community, keep them educated, keep them feeling well. I think that's all really awesome commentary. I uh, I think you're doing a great service. I'm, I'm really happy to connect and I'm looking forward to future conversations and, uh, you know, maybe do some events. I'm going to definitely check up that herbal conference you said in uh, Vancouver area too. There's... um. 
a lot of great uh, evolutions and, and new research coming out on the various psychedelic you know, uses and benefits of psychedelic plants, and uh, uh, it's definitely an area I'm focused and interested in too. Awesome stuff. There's a really good conference called Spirit Plant Medicine Conference, and there's a there's a website for that as well um, under that name. Great, I'm sure. Spiritplantmedicine.com actually. Great. I'm sure the people listening are going to check that out as well. And um, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. And uh, again, we'll, we'll post a link up for the book for those that want to follow it and, and check it out and get it. And I'm sure they, they will. Sounds wonderful. And, and again, future conversations for sure, Stephen. Thanks for being a guest today. Anytime, Rob. Thanks a lot for your interest. My pleasure. Again, this is Doc Rob here, your concierge for better living on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. Another great podcast. Thanks again to all the producers and all the people that support CanvasRadio.com. And uh, as usual, I wish you all the best in health and happiness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.